Hi, and welcome to the Mojo Sports Network Women in League show, where we talk all things NRLW. I'm your host, Gab Rose, and I'm here again with Georgie Sumter for another episode to review the week that was, preview the upcoming games, and discuss the hot issues in Women's Rugby League. You can listen to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and follow us on socials at Mojo Sports Network. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's get started. Hello, Georgie. Great to see your smiling face on the screen for another cracker show. How has your week been? It's been great. Started a new job this week, so loving it. How are you finding it? It's the best. I'm so glad I made the move. Oh, that's very good to hear. So and but, you sound yeah. happy and you look happy, so that's that's a great start. So I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So a big welcome to all our listeners as well. Today we have a ripper show coming up. We've got our normal weekly review, our round nine preview. Uh, going to have a snippet of an interview with Jillaroo's coach, Brad Donald. We've got a special guest dropping in. We've got yeah. a viewer's question. And we're going to discuss the future expansion of the female game. So it's a massive show, Georgie. Huge. Huge the back end, isn't it? Sure is. It's flying. What's going on? Yeah, one one to go, huh? Four finals. Yeah. So let's get straight into our review of week eight games. I'm proud to say that in a rare occurrence, I tipped all five games last week, starting with the local derby. I I didn't notice. So you did. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably the only time I'll do it. So I'm going to claim it this week. So, but we started with the local derby between Sharks and Dragons, where my Sharkies. Showed some real grit when the game was on the line this week. It's, I've been waiting to see that all season, Georgie. What did you think? Yeah, great game. Um, I, I loved it. It was just a strong game to watch. Your girls, yeah, could have gone either way. Penatani. What a My, hit. What, what a hit, tackle of the week. Lendl still hasn't seen a coming, has she? I don't think so. Wow, <laughs> that was a massive hit. You just saw it took her breath away, didn't it? Absolutely. Would have taken anybody's breath away being hit like that. Um, it was a very good tackle of the week. Uh, yeah. Loved it. Uh, what else do we have? Well, Penitani uh, was one of their best players. And, oh, and, yeah. She, um, team of the week she made, which she deserved. Yeah. And Anessa Biddle, the other centre, she ran 235 metres. Mm, great effort. Yeah. And I thought Emma Tonegata, we talk about her a lot. I thought she was great as well. So, she did some a few good runs, cut out pass for, for Cassie Staples to seal the game. So mm. I thought she had another great game as well. And um, she's really thriving in that 5-8 spot now. And I think the difference was we saw them get some good early ball yeah. on Absolutely. Thursday night. So I think that made a difference. Um, and on the flip side, Cronulla were playing an up and in style defence. And they were cutting down that time that, you know, McGregor, Tyler Nathan-Wong and then Obviously, then Tegan Berry has. So I think they obviously had a really good game plan on Thursday night. And, and whilst it was a scrappy start to the game, the, the first probably 15, 20 minutes, they kind of got into the groove and, yeah, were tough and, and played that really tough defence. Well, I said to Kath, I think Gab's gone in and worded them up and said, watch those <laughs> dragon halves because <laughs> um, that's exactly what they did. Um, yeah. And, and, and it does. You can, And it throws McGregor off. You can see her. She, she's trying to think what else I can do, but yeah, you know, it's her strongest skill she has, and they figured yeah. it out. They played it well, so it, uh, it was a good victory for the Sharks in the in the first local derby. And whilst it's 
the run's too late for them to make the semi-finals. Mm. Uh, I think they'll be keen to keep that momentum up and have a good game this week, which we'll discuss when we get to to week nine. So that was a Thursday night game, which kind of feels like a long yeah. time ago now because we haven't had a and playing at Thursday night. How, you know, such a such a change for them. Yeah, it is definitely different because they've been, you know, they've been playing day games. So that takes us to Saturday, Tigers v your Bucking Broncos. Wowee. That was close. (laughs) Yes, it was. It was nerve-wracking, let me tell you. Mm. Um, And, I mean, this week's going to be just as nerve-wracking because Broncos need to win, Um, Raiders win, Broncos lose. There's the change. Yeah. yeah, no, it was a, it was a good game. What a difference Rakia Horn and Kezi Apps make to those Tigers. Oh yeah, I mean they Horn sure had a blinder. Yeah, I think she ran. I saw it this afternoon. I think it was like two hundred. Yeah, unbelievable. If you break, she's dangerous. Absolutely, I'm a push. If that if she got tackled, I can't think who tackled her, but I mean she was gone down, gone. See you later. Yeah, yep. um, and was ran down. So it was. Um, yeah, it could have gone either way, um, but the Broncos again s- stepped up and Ali stepped up. And yeah, I've got that in my notes, Brigadier. Just that game management, we speak of it a lot, but it just the way she just kicks to the corners, gets repeat sets, and then you saw at the back end of that game, you know, Tigers fatigued and Broncos came home really strong, and I think that was because of all the work and, and that game management Ali had done at the front end of the game. Uh, and then they were able to to bring it home in that you know last quarter of the game. So I thought that game management. I think other halves should be watching and learning um, how Ali Brigginshaw does it. I had my player of the match. I thought Julia Robinson had a blinder as well. Her you know carries from the back of the field are so strong. She's very hard to bring down. But my man yeah. of the match was um, Brianna Clark from the Broncos. Oh yeah, she um, stormed home and got that try. Um, I did have a couple. I had, I think Destiny Bill had a great game. Yeah, she did. Um, she made a Robinson. couple of errors, but she more than made up for it. I thought she and yeah. class. She's a very, she's a great hooker. Yeah. Absolutely, and Sazalka, she had a strong game again. Um, she, yeah. she's she's consistent. Yeah. Um, every week she's she's very consistent. But yeah, best Tiger I had was Horn. I mean, she worked really hard, and then you know, Kezi led the team and got a try and. Yeah, that trademark try, 10 metres out, left edge. She puts a little bit of footwork on and she just determined to get to that try line, isn't she? I, I'm going to say that's probably her fifth try and, and they've all been scored in the same manner. In the same spot, yeah. Yeah. If you did a highlight reel for her this year, you'd be look like you're, you're pressing repeat <laughs> five times. So uh, defences need to, to wise up to that, I think. so. And watching Hufunga in space, how good is that? <laughs> It is. And it's you could see her kind of get excited to think, oh, I've got room. I'll run. Like yeah. It's like someone's behind her saying, run. And she just <laughs> go. <laughs> she goes. Yeah. And Ken On Moda. that game, you, wow. you could see they were doing it, weren't they, for uh Tony Hunt and Lavinia Gould. Obviously oh, everyone would have heard in the media about the uh the cancer and then obviously uh Lavinia's daughter and, and you mm. could see after the game how much it meant to them and, and when Julia Robertson spoke that, you know, she was in tears and that was, whilst it's a sad moment, it was actually beautiful to see that, that these teams coming together for that purpose. Absolutely. It was, yeah, a, a beautiful gesture to do. Yeah. And, you know, behalf of us all, we send obviously our yeah, well wishes to, to both those ladies and their families and everyone at the Broncos. I'm sure they've got a really good support system around them and um, mm. we'll keep them in our prayers. Absolutely. 
Game three, game of the round, Knights v Roosters. And wow, Knights. I didn't expect that score. Me either. Um, I put it down to, it's weird, but, you know, Serge is not out there. I mean, you can't take it away from Fresnard. She had a good game, but what's what's Serge's got over there? Like, Oh, yeah, they really missed her. You know, I mean, between her direction. and Millie Boyle. Yeah. Mm. Yep, that just the experience for a big game like that. Um, yeah. I think you're right. It, it's Fressard's obviously got the ability, but she doesn't have the presence, and she can't have because she's only been hasn't been around for nearly as long as Jess Sergis has. But obviously, the presence Jess Sergis has, and I'm guessing her communication and the safety yeah. that her inside defenders feel um, when she's outside them, uh, it could be down to that. But it, it was clear they were very disjointed. Yeah, on the weekend that, they just that, weren't exactly what I actually wrote. Um, was roosters don't play like that; they're out of sorts. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, but on a good sign for the roosters. What about? Oh, well, sorry. What about the try first, uh, Tamika Upton? How well did she play good for try. the Knights? <laughs> oh my god! The one where well, she did the inside mm. pass. You know, got regather score like unbelievable. Well, you know, I love a chip and chase and back yourself, and it's exactly what she did. Yeah, um, yeah. She's just you, you. think you can't get better, but each week you watch her grow. I mean, I, I don't even know how old she is. She's she's only yeah. young. Um, yeah. Do you think what the next two, three, four years are going to bring for her? Yeah. Like, yeah. She was she was stuff. next level. I thought you know her stats were two hundred and sixty seven meters, mm. two tries, and a try assist as well. Yep. Incredible. Like, yeah. Uh, that second that try amazing. that she had uh, with Clydesdale running up and yeah. supporting, and like, that was that was a beautiful try. Beautiful, Ingr- put oh, yeah. it through the gap. You know, Clydesdale went through the gap, and we're both big fans of Clydesdale. And then backing up on the inside, and you know, nobody touched either of those players in that movement. It was, it was <laughs> like a game of touch footy. Yeah. Uh, so I thought, and the other try I loved was the. Um, Jessie Southwell try. Oh, yeah, where she tackle. just yeah ran 10, 15 meters, and then not only that, then stepped off her right foot, and within a split second, stepped off her left to beat the yeah. fullback to beat Baxter, and over she went. I mean, even watching that doesn't do justice to how skillful that was. No, and you can't think what they're thinking, what's going through their head, because it's such a fast movement. And what's happening? Are you thinking at that point? But she was smart enough to know if I keep moving, I'm not held. Yeah. You know, and what is she, 18? Like, 18, yeah. Where is she going to be? I mean, and here's, here's your reason why you need clubs need to keep players because yeah. that Newcastle, when you build on that, they're going to be untouchable for how long? You know, yeah, next like 10 years. <laughs> yeah, they'll be a dynasty, absolutely. Yeah. Like, watching them the other day, that is exactly how I thought if you keep these guys and build on this. Where yeah. are you going to be? Where are these young girls going to be? Yeah, agree. Like those those South, both Southfield girls, incredible, yeah. incredible players. Yeah. So that's you know that's round one goes to the Knights for that, and we'll, we'll time will tell in a few weeks whether we see that as the grand final showdown. But if it does eventuate in that, it's uh, I'm looking forward to it. But we'll wait and see. We won't write the other teams off yet. Which takes us into game number four: Cowboys v Raiders. I'm sorry for the cows. They just Back end of the season, they're just not not clicking and not going forward. I um, yeah, it was I'm a disappointing just, performance, wasn't it? 
Absolutely. But we've just had, we've had our guest join us there, Gab. Hi, Luke. We have. Hello, Luke. How you going, guys? Thank you for jumping in. We've got uh, Luke Taylor, Jada's dad, who we would have all heard a few weeks ago um, in his great interview with Georgie. So he's joining us on the podcast for some expert tips, and we're going to ask him a few questions later on. So we'll just get through these two games and jump in wherever you like, Luke, to pass comment on these games. We're talking about the Cowboys v Raiders and what, what, a, you you know, what a good game it was the for the cows, Raiders. Luke? Yeah. I suppose it's probably look. It's very hard for them. It's been we all probably knew it was going to be hard right from the start. You know, nothing against the girls that are there, but it's probably a lack of a lack of cattle. You'd probably say like they've probably got a lot of young ones um, and trying to get them up. You know, it's a big effort to get uh, a team full of girls up where they are in Townsville. A lot, of, a lot of them moved away from home and and stuff like that. But look, I think there's been glimpses of some really good, um, really good footy from them girls. Um, they're probably getting a little bit worn out at the moment, but um, early on there was some good stuff, and I, I really think they'll miss China this week, though. Yeah. Yeah. They've been struck with a few key injuries over the past month, and I think that's probably where they're down for. And I think you're right, Luke, the depth's probably just not quite there with the club, and they've done a fair bit of travel as well, which would, you know, that takes its toll also. But uh, Raiders are now still in the hunt for the top four, so which is good. I think we've got five for four spots, which takes us to our last game last weekend, Titans v Eels. That's the best I've seen the Titans play this year. I love the coaching style of Karen, you know that, um, and she's just kept them going. They've kept in that um, in that mindset um, built on that. Um, Jamie Chapman, wowee, three tries. She had a great game, and I think she's been a little bit in and out this week, uh, this year, because she's had a few injuries, a couple of head knocks, and I think she had a hamstring injury. But having her back out there, she's so strong, and and not just the tries, but I think the same thing like Jess Surgis offers to Roosters. It's just that presence of her being out there makes a difference to to the players around her. But um, yeah, she was she was my man of the match. Three tries, two hundred and seven run meters as well. So, what do you think of that game, Luke? Yeah, look, the the Titans have um, they've they've probably been one of the top achievers of the season, I reckon. I, I, they've um, they've been pretty strong right through throughout. Um, I like their little five eight. She had a really good game, and I think she's got a massive future. Kiriaratu. Mm. Yeah, calm, isn't yeah, she? Was, she was great. But I think I think she's she's going to be something pretty special. And I don't know while we're on young ones. We swap over to the Parramatta side, and they've got a couple of young ones that are going really good. I know they haven't uh, had a great season as uh, as some results, but um, they've certainly had a couple of young girls that have stood up. And um, you've got Cassie um, out in the centres; she's she's been massive. Um, yep. And Tyler Amiatu, she's uh, she's been she's been a Great pick up for them guys. Um, I think they've they've probably got more out of her than what they thought they were going to. She's she's been she's been amazing. They're two girls that I've known for a while, and um, it's good to see them hitting their straps. So. Yeah, and they started strong. Parramatta they they scored the first try, and I thought they they really on the bit again. They just couldn't hold it for the entire seventy minutes. But I thought they started the game really strong with Rachel Pearson's kicking game. So. They got to, you know, they want to win this weekend as well. Parramatta, they want to finish their season strong, and and like you yeah. said, they've they've definitely got some players with the with ability and some of those young ones coming through if they can keep them there for the next few years. Mm. 
So that was a strong game at the back. Yeah, she does every week. She's solid, heavy church. So now we kind of quickly went through it, but our player of the week, I think both uh, Georgie and I had already spoken about Tamika Upton. What about you, Luke? Oh, yeah, look, she's obviously a standout. Um, I'll probably go a little bit out of the box. I'll probably say Destiny Brill for me. Um, I think once she put her foot down in in that game um, for the Broncos, um, that sort of just changed the game. And um, yeah, I think I think she's pretty special. Um, she adds that aggression, and um, and once she started running the ball a bit, I think she was the one who changed the game in in like got them out and and made sure they they won the game. So she yeah. can be my player of the week. I think that's a very good choice as well. Absolutely. So, uh, now, yesterday I sat down with Jillaroo's coach, Brad Donald. Mm. So Brad and I have known each other uh, for over 20 years. We used to work together. So we're just going to listen to a snapshot of what Brad spoke to us about. What advice would you give to any young coaches coming through who want to improve their craft? What advice would you give them? Yeah, look, it's it's about getting out and experiencing as much as you can and just seeing some of the best coaches and leaders. Uh, I used to think, I think early days, if I look back at a younger coach, I used to go away and get this technical knowledge and then go back and try and ram it into players and uh, and wonder why it didn't work that well, you know. it was. Uh, but when really it comes back to that, that one thing that I say is most important is connection. So really build a connection with your players. The more you know about them, the more they're willing to give you. Um, you know, there's there's another saying, you know, players don't know care what you know until they know you care, and I subscribe to that. So I think that's really, really important. And if you're if you're doing that, you'll get a bunch of players in any sport or you know, any age group that are that are willing to play for you because you're investing in making them better. So it was it was awesome for us to get an insight into Brad's coaching values and how he can bring a team of individuals uh, or individual superstars and, and gel them into a team or a successful team. Uh, they've got a campaign coming up in October, Georgie and Luke. How do you think they'll go? And are there any bolters you think might be chosen in the Gillaroo squad? And he, I tried to get the information out of Brad, but no luck. <laughs> he, was, he wasn't letting on. Was he, he wasn't. No. Yeah. Um, what are we thinking? I think it'll be strong. I think it'll be. I think they'll go all right. I mean, look at the skill of the girls now, um, and the experienced girls. Like I, I, I keep saying, they you don't think that they can go next level, but they do. They step up, and every week you see something new and something stronger. And I know whether it's the drive of the younger ones coming in and and them wanting to lead on and step up and, and be a good leader. Um, but yeah, there there's no one that you look and think, gee, you should retire. Like there's there's nobody in the women's game I think that of at all. No, they've all got their qualities and skills right across every team. Yeah, and as Brad said, they had a successful campaign, you know, over in the World Cup late last year. Oh. So uh, there may not be too many changes. Do you have a dark horse you think, Luke? And nepotism is allowed. That's fine on this podcast. <laughs> um. <laughs> If I had a bolter, I think someone like a Tarley Holmes has had a massive season for the Sharks. So um, I think, to be honest, just watching their games, I, I think she's probably been their player of the year. So I, I'll say Tarley. I think she deserves to um, be there somewhere about. 
okay, we'll watch this space. We'll, uh... and I think Tamika will get pullback the way she's been playing. There's no reason why she shouldn't. I yep. mean, and you, and you know every week and even this week, fullbacks have had a great game and I bang on about it. They're, they're all good. They're all consistent. But, yeah, yeah. Tamika's really put a foot down now for, for that spot, I think. Yeah, well, as we know, she didn't go over to the over to the no. World Cup, so she'll be she'll be gunning for that jersey, I would say. But it's a strong competition for that fullback position, all over the park for that fullback position. Super oh, strong. Yeah, we all know who's on her tail. <laughs> we do, we do. Now, so Luke, we're going to put you in the hot seat now, just for some tips for this week. Each week, we cast our eye over the next week. Now. This is the last round of, of this tournament, which it's gone just way too quickly for my liking because I've enjoyed Fine, watching every game. Fine. Uh, so we'll all give a tip for each game and then uh, apparently whoever the winner is the other one an ice cream. But between Tamworth <laughs> and Cronulla, uh, that's going to be hard to get. So we'll, we'll see how we go. <laughs> so we'll start with uh, – so we just need your tip and then a quick reason why. Tigers v Knights on Thursday night. We'll start with you, Luke. Um, yeah. Um, I think obviously the Knights, um, reason being, I think they're in first place on their aggression. Um, I think they hold more aggression across their team than any other team in the comp. I think that, you know, guys like Yasmin Clydesdale and, and um, you know, I don't think anyone's matching that aggression. So I think they're, they're probably going too good for the Tigers. Um their edge defence, the Knights' edge defence, I think, has been out and out better than anyone else in the comp. Um, if you watch them closely, their slide defence, they're very, very, very good. Um, and, yeah, I think they'll probably – they're going to give the Roosters a run for their money, I think. Yeah, they sure are. And I was just saying earlier, both uh, Georgie and I are massive fans of Yasmin Clydesdale. You know, mm. she's playing so well. Uh, and then you've got Caitlin Johnson up front that uh, can pack a punch as well. <laughs> She can make a tackle. Georgie, who's your tip for this one? Tigers yeah, v Knights. The Knights. They've got their foot on the throat now. There's, I don't think they're stopping them now. Yeah. No, ditto. That's me as well to, to wrap up the minor premiership as well. So all three for Knights. That was probably an easy one. Saturday, Cogra, there's a double header. Starts off with Roosters, Cowboys. Georgie, who are you going for on this one? I think the Roosters have got to bounce back from last week. Yeah. Um, they're probably embarrassed, really. Um, that's a strong word, but they probably are with their performance because it just wasn't how they played. So um, I think they went would have gone to the drawing board and fixed all of the things they needed fixing, and I think yep. they'll come out strong, the Roosters. Yep. Luke? Um, as much as I hope the Cowboys give it a strong show, and I think obviously the Roosters, um, you know, they've still got – I think they've still got, even though they've lost a couple of girls and stuff like that, there's still nine Australian internationals or ex-internationals or yeah. in their team. So when you compare that to the, the poor old Cowboys squad, um, you know, a lot of new up-and-comers that are going to try their best. But um, I think the Roosters are going to be too strong. Yeah. Again, I agree. You know, and it gets back to that, what we are talking about before with the depth in the clubs and, and Roosters definitely have a lot of depth. So we're all we're all in agreement so far, so that's good. Mm. We're all saying Knights and then Roosters are probably the easy games. The second game on Saturday, Dragons v Broncos. Now, this is a bit tougher to pick than might first seem. 
I'm going to go. We'll start with me this game. I'm going to say it's a tough game, but I'm going to say Broncos have probably just got too much to play for, and I'm going to tip Broncos in a very just as well close game. Yes, I don't want to get in trouble off you either, Georgie. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm tipping Broncos very closely in a very tough game. What about you, Luke? Yeah, I think Broncos. I think, you know, the class of someone like Destiny and um, – Look, Ali's still the most direct ball player in the comp by a mile. Um, when she wants to get, you know, when she wants to put someone through a hole, she makes it look so easy. Um, reminds us all that it's a pretty simple game when you cut it right back. Um, so she's still at the top top of this comp, so I think she just gets them home fairly easy. Yeah. Now, do we even bother going to you, Georgie? Tell us who you're picking. Absolutely not. <laughs> One word. Uh, it's a big game. They've got to win. <laughs> yeah. My beloved Broncos, of course. That'll be a good game, actually, because I think Dragons will just throw the ball around and uh, obviously try and throw their, their halves and fullback, try and get some, some you know, touch footy style game. But I think Broncos might grind out that win. So then Sunday, two games down at Canberra, Eels v Sharks. Georgie, I'm going to start with you. Yeah, I think the Sharkies can do this. Um, the Eels, maybe, maybe it'd be a close game. Um, but I think just the performance of the Sharks last week, that was the boost they needed and I think they'll continue on with that. Yep. I think we, we'll go with you, Luke, but I'm, I'm guessing I know who you're going to tip. <laughs> he has to. <laughs> well, yes. I think it's going to be a close one. Um, you know, I know that the Sharks probably, they got a good win last week. It was a pretty tough game. Um, I know they're a little bit walking wounded and um, across the park and stuff like that, but look, they, we know they got they got quite a good side across the across the paddock, and I I just yeah, it's going to be a tough one, but I'll go the Sharks. Otherwise, I'll be in strife. <laughs> Excellent, not only from me, but your daughter as well. So yes, <laughs> <laughs> going to keep the women happy. So I'm tipping Sharks as well, but I think Eels might take an early lead. Uh, and then, but I'm I'm definitely tipping the Sharks, and hopefully again they're throwing the ball around, and we see Tonegato and 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 Jada Taylor and Cassie, all the you know all their wide players getting you know good fair bit of ball on Sunday. Uh, our last game for the round is Raiders. Now this is an important game because this can Very decide important. the final, like in the men's, the final game of the the final round decides positions in the in the top four or the semifinals. Raiders v Titans Sunday three fifteen at Canberra. What do you think, Luke, Oh, What do I think? All right, I'll yeah. go to me. I think I'm actually going to say Titans. I just think Canberra, and I have loved watching Canberra, but they just can't seem to string 70 minutes together. Might be different this Sunday, but I'm, I'm going to say based on what I watched Titans last week, I'm actually going to pick the Titans. Luke? Anyone with me? Who's against me? Are you still yeah, a Raiders supporter? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> He's a um, oh, sorry, Luke. No, nah, that's all good. No, look, I um, the girls, I've I've loved watching the Raiders, the brand of footy that they're playing. Um, I think they play some great footy there. Uh, their halves have had a great season. Z's been killing it. Um, even grubbing through for herself last week and things like that. So, look, I think they'll play. You know, they got nothing to lose. They they need the win and. Um, I think, yeah, look, I, I've loved the way they've played and I'll back the green machine, hopefully. Yep. Georgie, you're the decider here. 
Yeah, no, I, I did take the Titans. Um, strong last week, strong the week before. Karen's not going to take any nonsense this week. No way. Yeah. Yep. And only because they need the Bronx, um, the Bronx to win and the Raiders to lose. So <laughs> <laughs> that'll Me, help as well. Yeah. I think that's definitely the game of the round. And um, yeah, that we won't know the final four till after that game. So that's it's going to be yeah. an interesting weekend of yeah. rugby league. Uh, now, so this week we heard whispers that the NRL is seeking expressions of interest for clubs to bid for an NRLW license as early as 2024. Now, Luke, we know you have some views on this that we heard in your interview. Can you just share your thoughts with us again on on this expansion or idea of expansion? Yeah, look, I'd, I'm probably against it for the next 12 months. Um, I, I just think it's... Um, as you've seen, it's hard enough for a couple of those um, clubs, say like a Cowboys, um, and th- you know, at the moment, it's a big gap between the players the Roosters have got in their squad at the moment and the players the Cowboys have got in their squad. So, yeah. I think we need to sort of give it a little bit more time to even out, um, just so we're still getting good quality football. With four teams coming in, with you know. What's that? Over a hundred odd players, hundred and twenty players, or whatever it was that come in, hundred players, you know. And we want to we want to spread it even more. If we're doing that in the men's game straight away, it would make a big big difference in the standard. And I think the girls is the same. As much as we want them, as much as we want them there, I think um, I still think it's a couple of years away. I'd that would be my preference. Yeah. Georgie? Yeah, I agree with that. Absolutely. Do we know if anybody has submitted and wants wants this in clubs? Um, I should have found that out. Um, I'm sure the lot are keen for it, but, yeah, agreed. And I don't know if you've heard, Luke, I've been banging on about players needing two to three contracts in clubs to build on this because there's no point building on something so great and then tearing it apart. Um, my example was, Getting um, breaking up the halves in the dragons. I mean, that would be no good for that club. Um, so expanding and then, example, if they have the Warriors team, well, go Broughton, go home. Then what happens to Brisbane? Um, so you, I think you need the consistency now of clubs keeping players for two to three years and then looking at the expansion then. Um, and like you said, with the, the cows, you know, getting more, pardon me, experience and skill. Um, and, and then across the park, if they want to go, then they can go. But, yeah, I'm I'm definitely three years away. I don't, two to three years, I don't think even next year, year after. Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably I'm with you both on that. Because you're looking at another, you said 104 teams, so if they take two more, it's another 50 players that we've got to, you know, get up to speed in terms of the week-in, week-out quality of the game and intensity. And I think at the back end of the season, we're just seeing a couple of those teams without the depth, the dropping off a little bit at the back end of games and the back end of the season. So my vote would be no for at least next year, possibly maybe 2025, 2026 even would be my thought thoughts on it. So, um, And you've got to have the pathways underneath them in each of those clubs to, to support yeah. what's happening at the top as well. And, and whilst, you know, we know the game's exploding, I, I think we've got to have that solid foundation at the bottom. Would, there, would the push be at the moment, and I have no idea, but I, I'm just thinking – Obviously, hearing that Harvey Norman might come in under under NRLW like a reserve grade um, competition, um, 
obviously there's clubs in it that it'd be good for them to feed into their, like let's say Bulldogs or um, yeah. who right. who are financially better than most clubs, um, yeah. someone like the Bulldogs. Um, so I would guess that they'd be one of the next ones coming in. Obviously Warriors, um, they would obviously be pushing to come back. Um, so, yeah, it's sort of... I don't know. There's going to be obviously different different things that are going to be pushed to it, but my opinion would be to wait a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah they need to think thing. of it as a business, don't they, and, and the money side of it. They need to think of is there enough grassroots everywhere? Is this established enough to, to bring players in and young players? I mean, like we know out here in the bush, it's not a sustainable option at the minute. So, you know, you know, maybe the next step for next year is try and see whether the competition can go a little bit longer um, before you bring the more teams in that it's going to make it longer. Yeah, um, yeah. Because you look you look at the – if we're looking at the well-being of the players, there's a lot of girls that have, you know, this week in, week out, like I know it's, we want to see it as a season-long thing, but, you know, this week in, week out footy is very – very taxing on females' bodies. Like they're they're running into each other. They're not really, you know, made yeah. to be doing that. So it's sort of whether the squads become bigger. Obviously, that would be um, a big thing, like a big plus bringing Harvey Norman in under under the under it, because then you could be bringing you could have squads that were bigger um, to to be helping you out. But that's not. Just having bigger squad isn't helping, you know. You're still hurt, getting people hurt, so yeah. And you know, a lot of we, these women, as we know, that it's they've got another job on the side, so they're they're juggling, yeah. You know, part time work or study or families, or whatever it might be. They're not full time professional athletes at this stage, but but we're wanting and expecting and getting a professional, you know, a professional product at the end. But by expanding it too quickly, I, I agree. Maybe. Maybe make the season a twelve or fourteen round game and see if they can manage that or handle that, uh, and then add those teams in around that in a few years' time. I like that idea, Luke. I think it's a good one. Mm. So um, now we do have a viewer question this week. It comes from David, and he's asking each of us: Would you change any rules to the current NRLW game if you were in charge? Any takers on that? I couldn't think of any. I like the structure at the minute. Um, I like once everything, and they do want to extend, that they need to play 40 minutes. Um, that would be probably all I'd, I could think of. Um, that extra five minutes, I think, wouldn't wouldn't hurt um, building that up as before going into extending the season. Yep. Luke? I've got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Usually I do have something, but I don't, I don't have anything. Um, or it'd be good to um, make sure we know all the rules now. I think we've had seen a few of the girls make a few hiccups and, and, and not know the rules at the moment. So I wouldn't be bringing any more in. Um, quite, possibly, quite possibly could take a few away. Um, but, no, I think, it's, I think it's sitting pretty well where it is. Um, yep. I yeah. I tried, I tried to think of something, you know, I've got – yeah, okay. no, the viewer question has stumped us then. I was thinking, and it's probably more equipment, and I know there's been talk about potentially making the ball a tiny bit smaller. Obviously, you've got to look at aerodynamics and things like that. But uh, 
So maybe we could see a few longer, even longer passes from the girls and that would open the space up on the field. So if the girls are able to throw the ball a little bit longer, a little bit wider, then the space would then not, not only open up out wide, but then back through the middle with those unders lines. So that would be one thing I would look at. And I'd probably keep it at 70 minutes for the next year or so, uh, just for an in, from an injury point of view. But then maybe in a year or two, maybe 2025, maybe expand it obviously to the 40-minute halves. But other than that, I'm I'm loving all the rules in the game. Well, I just think they need to play a long we could trial it on the girls of what Corey Parker said, the the um, where he brought up about the double point um, game. You got one you can pick in the whole, in Ooh, the whole like a joke around. Yeah, like a joke around and things like that. You could you could test something like that in the girls before you put it into the men. Something like that might, yeah. might be cool. Yeah. So, what about? I'm just thinking off the cuff as well. What about if we tried scrapping the double movement? If you can get that ball to the line <laughs> before being held. I don't care if your I don't care if your elbow has hit the ground. If you're good enough to get it there before you get held, I would like to get rid of the that. The problem rule. is they're not consistent with that rule. Some no, double movements they give a try, and the others that are not double movements is you know, yeah. All the yeah. rugby girls will come and dominate then. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they. Well, may that's well. how we'll expand by getting rugby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, so, Luke, thank you for joining us today. We know how busy you are and your insight and experience in the game is, you know, it's great to listen to. Uh, Georgie, any final comments or thoughts from you? Uh, team of the week. Pretty good. Good one. Yep. Upton. Tungai. She was great on the wing for Titans. Intercept queen. I think she took three. Yes, she didn't she quite did. have the legs to get there, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, she made some great intercept. Throughout there. Penetrani, well deserved. Yep. 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 Chapman Staples. Yep. Mm. Zahara Temera, which we spoke of. She's had a cracker season. Jesse mm. Southwell. Um, Luke, you would have loved Jesse Southwell's try where she just went through the line and then step off the right foot, step off the left. That was just instinct. Yeah, it was good. It was, it was, um, I bet the Roosters got told this. Get told this week. Don't make sure they finish off their tackles anyway, because uh, she um, she certainly embarrassed them a little bit. Like they should have finished the tackle off, and she rolled out of it. And um, she certainly can do a bit of damage when she when she decides to go. Yeah, actually, I've got one question for you, Luke. In the off season, so obviously Jada seasons finishes this week is her last game. In the off season, will she stay up? Uh, in Cronulla or in Sydney, or will she venture home? What What are her plans over the, no, the off season? She'll stay. She'll stay in Sydney. Um, yeah. I think it's yeah. She's got it. She work. She's working um, in the wellbeing side of things for the club. So she's working in Deadly Choices. Um, yeah. So she's got that. So she'll just stay down there. Um, she was down there beforehand anyway. So um, yeah. I like her not to come home. Very often, <laughs> she might decide not to go back. So we want to keep want to keep her down there. So uh, and don't worry, as a she's supporter, it. I want her to keep. I want you to keep her down here as well. <laughs> no, <laughs> Believe me, no, she's she's loving it. So I think them girls have have sort of all become pretty close. And um, so yeah, no, she's absolutely loving it. So she won't be yeah. coming home yeah. to old Tamworth. Yep. And doing a great yeah. job going around to. I saw, saw today on socials that. Uh, through Deadly Choices, she was around at one of the local schools, and and they're doing some great work visiting the you know the kids around the Shire. Um, 
So you can be very proud of what they're doing in the community as well, Luke. Yeah, I hope to do some shopping for some breakfast or something the other morning when I was there. So I think she likes going to do that. She feeds herself too, I think. So, which is good. <laughs> Awesome. That's the bonuses. That's the perks. So, <laughs> um, so that's our end of our fifth show, Georgie. Time does fly when you're having fun. And, uh, you know, next week's this is our last round and next week we'll be talking semifinals footy. Mm. And I can't wait. Yeah, well, we're not going to know until 4, 4.30 on Monday, are we? No. So this time next Thanks. week we'll be talking. <laughs> yeah, well, let's hope for your sake then, Luke. So we thank you so much for joining us. We know how busy you are. And um, to all our listeners, thanks for listening in. Make sure we're going to have the bonus episode with Jillaroo's coach, Brad Donald, later this week. So that'll be uploaded on Mojo Sports Network. It's supposed to be a warm week around the place. There's a really hot front coming through. So stay cool and enjoy your footy as we head into finals footy. Thanks, Georgie. Thanks, Gab. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, Luke. We'll talk to you and see you all next week.